Welcome to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast. Presented by the News Press and Naples Daily News. Hello, 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 football fans, and welcome back into the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast, where we tell you everything there is to know about high school football in Collier, Lee Counties, maybe a little bit of Hendry County. Who knows what's going to happen? Of course, I am Adam Fisher with the Naples Daily News, here with my two very best friends, Dustin the Birdman Levy and Alex the Aquaman Martin. Gentlemen, how's everything going? I'm feeling uh, pretty super after that intro. Hey, it's the Birdman. Boo! Alex, how about you? Doing well. Uh, we're in week four now. Just a lot of surprises um, overall that we're going to get into. We're in week four of the regular season, and this is the first week where we're doing the podcast where we've had college football. We've had NFL football. We all watched Monday Night Football last night. It's September. It's really starting to feel like football season. Yeah, I, I have no recollection of a Monday night football game. Um, oh, that's I, right. You're a Balmer guy, right? I, I did have a nightmare that uh, Derek Carr ripped up the Ravens defense, but like, there's a, there's no way that. Could yeah, happen. you had a nightmare that every single player on on the Ravens tore their ACL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty pretty bad dream. Uh, yeah. Before we get started, let's give a shout out to Amanda. Don't call me Mandy. In score, who is our wonderful producer once again. I always forget to shout her out. She's the reason we sound so amazing. So. Let's first start by talking about week three. We were all at some exciting games, and I'm going to take the lead here and say the biggest game, the, the most impressive win of last week was in Collier County. It was the game I was at. It was Laley beating Palmetto Ridge 14-3. to I was very, very impressed with that Laley defense. Palmetto Ridge, I mean, this is a team that just put up 34, should have been 41 points the week before. They got Devin Booker, a uh, you know Power 5 running back prospect who was rushing for 220 yards a game. And he still got his. He got 140, but, man, lately I, I was very impressed with that defense. Devin Booker plays for the Palmetto Ridge Bears, huh? Uh, who? Jaden Booker, yes. Who is, is there someone named Devin Booker? Yeah, he plays for the Phoenix Suns. Okay. <laughs> my bad, Jaden. Jaden's my guy. I talked to him plenty and his brother, Hosea. Yes, I, I said the wrong name there. Sorry. That would be very impressive if uh, – if Devin Booker was out there. Yeah. Um, overall, though, that I was very intrigued by that result because Gershom Greer going for 200-plus, we kind of discussed that he had that type of potential in him. And next thing you know, he's able to pull off one of the better rushing games Collier County this season. Obviously, Jaden Booker has the number one spot with that performance against Barron. But uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Yeah, Gershom Guerrero is a guy that you put me on to at the be- beginning of the season. I mean, Coach J.J. Everett had talked plenty about him. But, Alex, you said you know you had seen him play last year in limited spurts, and he looks pretty good. And he looked great. I mean, uh, busting a 53-yard touchdown run, a 35-yard touchdown run. Now, Laley is 1-1. One one. Palmetto Ridge falls to 1-2. and two. Watch out because they're in a very tough district. Uh, they would – might need to uh, grab a wild card spot, and starting one and two is tough. Uh, Dustin, any thoughts on that before we bounce up to Lee County? I was kind of hoping that the Bears wouldn't let you know that heartbreaking loss last week kind of carry over, but it seems like for for a lot of reasons it might have. And we should say, I forgot to mention, uh, Palmetto Rich head coach Chris Tokenen was not there. He was suspended for his conduct during that loss to Baron Collier. It's still unclear how many games he will be out. They are appealing the suspension, and I will tell you that the. You know, the Bears' offense really looked frazzled at, at the beginning. They had a new play caller calling their games. I believe it is usually token in. And the way their offense works is they step to the line, and then they stop, and they look at the uh, at the coach to get the play called in, and they're, and they're hiking the ball right at the end of the play clock. Well, 
when you got someone new calling that play in and, and things are just different, they were a little out of rhythm. They had two delayed game penalties on the first drive, so hopefully that is fixed this week when they're up at Northport. Uh, so in Lee County, Alex, what, what did you like in Lee County? I know you were at two games this past week, and I think one of them was um, you know, a blowout and one was a little bit closer. Yeah, one wasn't really a surprise to me. We didn't pick it as our game of the week for a reason. Um, Dunbar-Riverdale you know, kind of had potential to be competitive there in the first the first quarter, but, you know, the Tigers scored three defensive touchdowns. Um, just goes to show you how stout they are. And they won 54-14. to 14. Correct, yes. And um, the game I was not at, it featured a Collier County team, though. Um, Baron Collier shutting out Island Coast. Yeah. I think that opened a lot of eyes, including mine. Um, Ernst Derville had a big game. Had to mention him, and you know it'll be interesting to see if they can build off that momentum into a huge, huge game this week. You know, it's funny you mentioned Ernst Dervil um, at Baron Collier. He had a 200-yard game. Our feature story last week that I wrote was, you know, these three running backs in southwest Florida that are pushing for 2,000 yards, averaging 200 yards a game. Well, it was two other running backs we didn't even mention who had 200-yard games, and Gershom Guerrero and Ernst Derville, obviously Jaden Booker, uh, Tyler Coleman, and Richard Young were the three running backs we had written about. So two guys kind of stepping up and showing out, trying to get some mentions. Uh, Dustin, it's not a game you were at, but I am going to ask you about South Fort Myers staying undefeated, beating Baker 35-22. to They're the only 3-0 team in Southwest Florida. So what stood out to me about that game was that the week before against Fort Myers, Nathan Castor had an incredible game, but it seemed like this week he, he was pretty much bottled up, but they still found a way to uh, make that offense go. Yeah, it, they had two receivers, Jerry Cooper and Sincere Trice, who both posted really, really strong games. I had Nathan Castor at negative three yards rushing. Max, wow. Prep, Max Preps had him at 21, but I'm pretty positive they included a holding penalty in there after they looked at the film. It was a 15 to 20 yard run, but it was called back. Overall, the Ida Baker defense just took him away, forced Willis May's hand a little bit, you know, forced him to cover and pass protection. He did a good job at that. Duncan Smith accounted for all five touchdowns in the game, had 352 total yards between passing and rushing. Uh, the Wolfpack seemed to have put it together, and the kids seemed to be really buying into what Willis May has to offer. Yeah, that's, that's what's very impressive is we know South Fort Myers is mainly uh, Nathan Castor there on offense, but they really showed that they can be diverse, and they got a big test this week. They're 3-0. As I said, the only 3-0 team in Southwest Florida there playing at Baron Collier, and we will get into that in the second segment. Dustin, I will ask you about the game you were at. North Fort Myers, no surprise. They had an easy time beating Mariner, 50-7, to but North Fort Myers had started 0-2. They were a team we talked about last week. It's kind of getting off to a disappointing start. Did they look back to normal from what you saw? Not that you had seen them last year or anything, but did they look like North Fort Myers usually looks? I think it was really important for this team to get in the win column, and the way they did it is what impressed me. Tanner Helton was unavailable for this game. Their backup quarterback went down early. So who did they put in that quarterback? Bo Somerset. And I can tell you, Bo can throw. Wow. Bo uh, can throw. I on like top it. of uh, 22 carries for 155 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, he went 6 for 9, 156 yards, two touchdowns through the air. He threw an interception, but it was on a tip pass. He looked great. It's early in the week, but do we know a status for uh, that quarterback, Tanner Helton, what, uh, what it will be this Friday? I'm not sure at this point, but uh, that is going to make that game very interesting. So North obviously has a very a much tougher opponent in Ida Baker this week, a team that's uh, in, in the losing column, but they've played teams tough, played South Fort Myers tough last week. So going to be a little bit stronger for Mariner. Again, we'll break down the week four games in the next segment. 
Let's keep talking about week three. Alex, anything else stand out in your mind? Yeah, uh, one game we didn't get to mention. I put this team on quote-unquote blast in your words last week. (laughs) Gulf Coast putting up 38 points and shutting out Golden Gate. I kind of had a sense that this might have happened just due to the lack of strength of schedule in the first two games for the Titans. Gulf Coast, after coming off a bye, losing 42-7 to against Naples in the first week, uh, they rebound nicely, and Connor Barrett has another great game. Yeah, another great game. It really was a team effort. A lot of pe- people got in there, and, uh, you know, um, they had, I'm looking it up now, two guys with exactly 63 rushing yards, and Will Pasternak, David Lai, two running backs, and Cal Jarbo, a guy that we haven't mentioned much, he was injured a lot last year after a uh, very strong sophomore year. So good to see them making it happen, and, of course, Connor Barrett can get things done. Golden Gate, it doesn't get any easier for them. They have to go to Naples this week. Yes, that is correct. And we will talk about uh, that game in the next segment. But overall, I did hear reports that Cal Jarbo had a very, very bad injury. I'm just wishing the best for him. And overall, um, another team that was in a really high-scoring affair, Estero in DeSoto County. Uh, Jason DeClana is one of the top five receiving leaders in southwest Florida. Um, I think the Wildcats were up big in this one. Yeah, um, Jason DeClona has been really good. He has over 200 yards receiving in, in the first three games, and most of that's been uh, you know in two games. He didn't do a whole lot in the first game. Good to see Estero in the win column. I had seen them the week before against Golden Gate, suffered a very heartbreaking loss. And little teaser for you, I mean, DeClona, obviously his brother, you hear that name, is Jonas DeClona at Naples High. Both those guys have Division One scholarship offers, and there may or may not be a nice little story in the Naples Daily News and Fort Myers News Press on Friday. So go pick that up. Subscribe, of course, online. Hey, a team, let, let's talk about Bishop Vero. They won by one point in overtime at home in week one, and then the past two games they've lost both by running clocks. Although this past week technically wasn't a running clock, they lost 45-8 to to IMG White. The week before that, they lost big to Dunbar. Now, those are two very good programs, but are we worried about Bishop Farrell at all? So uh, I'm going to, you know, cut them some slack here. They played some incredible teams. They actually accounted for the first touchdown scored on that IMG White team. Andrew Kelton accounted for half of Vero's offense in that one. I, I think they're going to be okay. Alex, you got any uh, thoughts? You, you're the Bishop Vero guy. I think, obviously, Austin Red and David Portu are two of the guys that are that make the defense go. Um they, one thing I noticed, Chris Graves was added to the roster two days ago or yesterday. Um, so kind of an unclear situation with that's him. Right. Has he missed all three games Correct. so far? Yes. Wow. And that's He's their just, biggest, you know, Miami commit, mm-hmm. biggest power five guy. That's the biggest part of their team, you know, and just wondering what, when he'll be back on the field based on an Instagram post I saw, you know, yesterday it looked like he's back and um, putting maybe some off the field issues um, aside, but overall, one team we also didn't talk about, uh, Lehigh, you know, Eastley County, no surprise there. Richard Young on pace for 2,300-something yeah, yards. we wondered how much he would play against Eastley because, you know, Lehigh favored very, very big in that, and I think he played more than we thought, but still mm-hmm. 200 yards, but it was only, what, 14, 13 carries, something, yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. The only thing that's going to slow him down is a bye week this week. So yeah, he might, he, that'll he, keep him off the scoreboard, he's that's good. right. More than likely, he'll lose the rushing lead to Jaden Booker, who plays this week against Palmetto Ridge, but... Uh, he has a chance to reclaim it next week in a big matchup with Fort Myers. Awesome. And then let me give one last shout-out to Bonita Springs, who got their first victory 17-14 to over Cape Coral. I should say we had three teams last week pick up their first wins of the year, North Fort Myers, Bonita, and Estero. We have six undefeated teams left in Southwest Florida. Of course, you mentioned South Fort Myers. Dunbar and Naples are 2-0. and Naples was off last week. 
CSN, FBA, down in Collier County are 2-0. They actually were both off last week as well. And Canterbury at 1-0 played their first game. They lost their first two because of a COVID situation. So uh, those are your undefeated teams. We're going to talk about them more, see if they can stay undefeated in the second segment when we preview these Week 4 matchups after this break. Let's go! Keep up with the action every week by following our live Friday night scoreboard at naplesnews.com, news-press.com. And by downloading the Naples Daily News and News Press apps onto your mobile devices. Welcome back into the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast. I'm Adam Fisher with the Naples Daily News, joined by my best, best friends in the whole wide world, Dustin and Alex. So, we got, I believe, 17 games, 18 games on the slate this week. Three of them are on Thursday, so if you are listening to this on Friday on one of the radio stations that are carrying us, first of all, thank you for listening. Second of all, sorry, that that game's over. We don't know about it. We don't know what's happening. But we're going to talk about all these other games. Our game of the week, a game I get to cover, undefeated South Fort Myers at 3-0, is playing at Baron Collier, who is 2-1. And And Baron Collier just put up a ton of points last week. South had a big 35-22 win over Baker, even though their best player, running back Nathan Castor, was held to, you know, between somewhere between 20 and negative 3 yards. Dustin, I ask you, I have not seen South yet. Do you think they are for real as 3-0? and So I have not seen them either. Well, then I'm not asking you anymore. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> but I, I think for the most part, what, what we've seen, they've gotten wins over, over very, very good, solid teams. The one question I think that we have early on is what about that defense? Because teams are putting up numbers on them. Teams are scoring a lot. What's going to happen when that Baron Collier offense comes for them this week that's exactly where i'm at just having seen this team play two weeks in a row now carson esposito throws for 319 against them uh caden stangle goes for 160 something against them not concerned but i i really want to see if south can hold dylan mcnamara in check here i think there's a good chance that you know baron's gonna break off big plays just like they have in the first couple weeks of play a lot of those dbs are also playing wide receivers so you kind of have to factor that in as well late in the game nathan caster is also a db so it'll be interesting to see um, how they perform in crunch time should this game be a one score game baron collier we mentioned south won last week with without kind of their best player baron collier won last week with their quarterback dylan mcnamara who we all think is their best athlete one the best returning quarterback in Collier County. He didn't do a ton last week because he didn't have to. You know, they ran for almost 300 yards, and that's kind of what Coach Mark Jackson wants to do. You know, they lost in week one on the road by three points all the way up in Sarasota, Baron Collier did. But they were without two starting offensive linemen. They're finally healthy. They got that running game going. So I'm looking forward to a high-scoring affair. The past two weeks I've been at, uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys, kind of some boring games. You know, last week – 17 points total score the week before that there was a uh, 14 points until the the fourth quarter so I'm looking forward to a shootout I want to see a 48 to 42 kind of game I think that's going to be a ton of fun and of course we will pick who we think will win in our pick segment later so Dunbar they are two and0 they've outscored opponents 96 to 22 but they get their toughest test yet Charlotte is coming down to Dunbar Charlotte obviously traditional strong and uh, this game's on Thursday is it not it is correct, and it'll be Dunbar has two games in three weeks on Thursday. They'll yeah. play Friday um, after this week, and then they'll host Fort Myers on a Thursday night. So, kind of an interesting situation with them being forced to have one less day of preparation. Charlotte's coming off a bye week here, so they've had plenty of time to prepare for the Tigers. Although I did not see them in attendance on Friday night. 
I will say, interesting note, there's no school in Lee County on Thursday because of Yom Kippur. So the Dunbar kid's going to be very well rested. I don't know if that's the case in Charlotte, so who knows? It could be even. Do you know much about Charlotte yet this year? Just, just haven't kind of paid attention. The run game seems to be very strong for them. Uh, Keon Jones has assumed the full-time starter role. Uh, Charlotte really did a good job of containing poor Charlotte's high-octane offense, 17-10 to 10 win for them. This should be a defensive bout, in my opinion. I th- think Dunbar's question marks at quarterback are kind of worth noting, just alternating back and forth. Are they going to go with the hot hand? Is Davion Palmer going to be a full-time starter now that these games actually matter and these games are going to start to be competitive for Dunbar? But it's just kind of a wait and see right now. Well, you know the old adage, if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero quarterbacks. Like if neither one is good enough to claim the starting position, which is weird because Davion Palmer is supposed to be the guy coming back in. However, Dunbar, go ahead. And and he is. It's worth watching to see if Landon Winterbottom, this junior quarterback, can actually just break in and get reps. Uh, It seems like Sammy... Sammy Brown has decided on his quarterback. He told me after the game on Friday that Davion's our guy. But what's the ceiling for Davion? Is he going to be able to play full four quarters? Because he has not done that yet this season, including the preseason. Interesting. And I think Dunbar just has so many weapons, it's going to be hard for anyone to slow them down. So I'm looking for another high-scoring game. I know you said you think it'll be defensive. I want to see points. I always want to see points. Dustin, Bishop Vero, we talked about him before. You had mentioned their strength of schedule. It doesn't scare you too much, but that strength of schedule stays strong this week when they host the other really tough Charlotte County team in Port Charlotte, who's won a handful of playoff games the past few years. A bigger school, a public school, at Bishop Vero. Do you think the Vikings can uh, kind of get back on track? I think the big question with the Vikings is whether their best player is going to be available. That is going to be a huge factor, especially Port Charlotte's a good team. A lot of really, really strong talent on that team. If Chris Graves is not able to go again, or even if he's back and he's a little rusty, that 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 plays a huge role in this game on Friday. I got two questions for you coming up. Again, we referenced at the top of the show. North Fort Myers got their first victory last week. Looked really good. Looked more like themselves. However, they were playing Mariner, not one of the best teams in the area. Now they have Ida Baker coming there. And Ida Baker, a team that we think is kind of in that middle tier. You know, they're not great. They're not bad. I believe they're one and two. Hung with South Fort Myers before a loss. Do you think North can keep winning, and do you think Baker can beat them? So you know what stood out to me about North in the win on Friday? Special teams. And, you know, it's so underrated, but, you know, I'm a Baltimore fan, famous, infamous, uh, you know, John Harbaugh was a special teams coach, yada, yada. I love good special teams. It stood out to me so much for the Red Knights. They had two consecutive onside kick recovers in that game. They had a fake punt pass. They had a blocked punt return for a touchdown. It's just, it. you can tell that they hone in on special teams when they practice. And I think, you know, it, it makes such a big difference. Yeah, especially in high school. That's the third phase of the game. If you can have a kicker or two, it's just field goals. If you don't have a kicker that can hit from 40 yards, that's such a big advantage. Yeah, Brandon Bush. That's right. Two other games I want to ask you about. We have two county showdowns. A Collier County Athletic Conference matchup in Golden Gate at Naples and a Lee County Athletic Conference matchup in Cape Coral at Fort Myers. However, we kind of think both these are going to be blowouts. Alex, I put it on the schedule. The question is, can Golden Gate and Cape Coral avoid getting running clocks? Meaning, can they keep the score within 35 points? I think Cape Coral can. I think just based off last week, it seems like we're bound for a route down at uh, Staver Field. Um, I think there's a decent chance... 
You know, this game could get into the 50s for the Golden Eagles, but one thing to keep in mind, both these teams run the ball, probably limited possessions for both sides, but obviously Naples is the clear favorite. One thing that's actually kind of interesting, uh, Cape and Fort Myers played in the preseason, that Jamboree format. So uh, just seeing the same team twice should be kind of cool to check them out and just talk with both coaches after the game to see where they were then and where they are now. So you really hate Golden Gate, is that right? You just love talking smack about them? No. No, I don't. I just just trying to that's, be a, just trying to be a realist. That's my fault. I, I teed you up just because I asked you the question. I didn't even think about it. As I you had put them on blast last week. Once again, the Titans are on blast, courtesy of the Aquaman Martin. Dustin, do you think? Uh, tell me about Fort Myers. I mean, any chances is a close, entertaining game? Yeah, I, I'm not sure about that. It seems like they're getting going. The running game is starting to come together. If they can get that consistently going, um, it'll take a lot of the pressure off Carson Esposito, who has looked good the last couple of weeks. But I think having a kind of consistent running game in front of him will just make his job a lot easier. In a battle of undefeated private school teams, First Baptist Academy goes up to Sarasota to play Cardinal Mooney. Cardinal Mooney, a tra- traditionally strong program although i'm looking they went two and seven last year they are three and oh this year a 3a school this is a fun catholic versus baptist showdown stepping up the schedule as we've seen from the lions first baptist went up to andover massachusetts two weeks ago and beat a big public school now they're playing a strong parochial parochial school in cardinal mooney alex any thoughts about first baptist and just what they can do up in sarasota the first big test for them really um our boss Ed Reed, who is actually from Massachusetts, kind of talked about you know the the difference in talent up there, up in Andover compared to down here. Obviously, there's a staggering difference, but it'll be cool to see these guys get their first test. They're gonna have a lot in front of them. Three games played so far. Cardinal Mooney's quarterback has completed 77% of his passes. Taven Clark, 34-44 for 419 and four touchdowns. Gonna be huge, a huge win if the Lions can pull this one off, but again, it's not going to come easy at all. Olsen, Pat Henry, Rich Million, Ty Keller, those are guys who are going to have to step up. I will say, First Baptist after this plays ECS. I think we favor them. They, and they play some out-of-area schools I've, I've never heard of. But October 15th, they play at Bishop Vero. Friday, October 29th, they wrap up their regular season at home against CSN, Community School of Naples. Those are going to be two fun games. Those are always fun when these small school, uh, private schools get together, especially FBA and community school. They're like half a mile apart. Pretty fun. Lastly, before we get to our picks, let's show some love to the uh, teams that picked up those victories. Bonita Springs and Estero. Bonita Springs is at LaBelle, a team that has been off the past two weeks because of a COVID shutdown. And then Astero is at Mariner, a winless team who just lost 50-7 to to a good North Fort Myers team. And I think there's a chance that both those teams get their second straight victories and move to 2-2 two and two on the season. Dustin, what do you think? I would give Estero the better chance to get their second win this week. I just want to shout out Matt Wilson for tying the school passing record with five touchdowns last wow. week. Wow. That offense is getting going. Obviously, Declone is a huge part of that. But still credit to Benita Springs with the walk-off field goal. Andrew Gomez getting it done. Special teams again. We love special teams, but I disagree with you. I think Bonita Springs has the better chance. Just LaBelle, the only game they've played, they lost at St. John Newman. St. John Newman is a good two-way team, but they are a two-way team. Bonita Springs, again, public. And, yes, I favor the big public schools over the private schools when it comes to on-field action. And LaBelle just hasn't played for two weeks. So it is a long road trip. That can be a tough place to play. But I, uh, I would favor the Bull Sharks in that one.
And I think that's going to do it. That's week four for you. If you want to know who's going to win, we will tell you on the other side of this break. For more in-depth analysis of high school football in Lee and Collier County each week, go to naplesnews.com and news-press.com. Let's just do it, okay? Follow us on Instagram at News Press Sports and NDN Prep Zone. Here we go! What is up, everyone? Welcome back into the third and final segment, your favorite segment in the Inside Southwest Florida football podcast. It's prediction time where Dustin, Alex, and myself tell you who's going to win in week four of the regular season. Now, gentlemen, last week was much better than week two. If you remember, week two was an embarrassment. We all embarrassed ourselves, our employers, our families. We're not single. One of us had a winning record. Alex and I actually had losing records going four and five, which is uh, terrible. That was not the case last week. Dustin and Alex both went six and three, and I actually picked up a game by going seven and two. On the season, I no longer have a losing record, which I was highly, highly embarrassed about, and I actually got some uh, text messages from Adam Regan telling me how terrible I was. I told him to shut up and go cover some breaking news, but I no longer have a losing record. Dustin still is up two games on Alex and me. Dustin is 18 and nine. Alex and Adam are 16 and 12. Gentlemen, Dustin, let me ask you first. How are you feeling? You, you getting a little cocky? I mean, it's it's where 40% into the season. You have a two-game lead. Are you feeling pretty good? I don't know. I'm, I'm getting kind of scared here. You guys are coming up on me. You guys obviously have a wealth of knowledge of Southwest Florida. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm confident. Listen, you're the Ravens. We're the Raiders. We're going to come back and, and beat that butt <laughs> in overtime. Well, just like his start in fantasy football, he started high. Let's just hope he cools off here. Uh, let's hope so. Let's find out. So, I accidentally were making the schedule of our predictions. I put 11 games on the schedule rather than 10, but we said, ha, screw it. We're going to go with it. So we're going to pick 11 games this week just for funsies. We're going to start with the game that Dustin had, had referenced at the end of last segment, Astero at Mariner. I think Astero is hot right now. I have gotten a chance to see them. They almost beat Golden Gates. They could be, you know, 2-1 and one right now as opposed to, I believe, 1-2. and two. I'm going to take Astero. What about you, Dustin? Yeah, Estero has been competitive in their losses, which mm-hmm. is very encouraging. He also had Matt Wilson throw a go-ahead touchdown to Kirk Cali to win that one last week against DeSoto. So I like them. Mariner, I saw them last week. Definitely a lot of town on that team, but they're a little thin in numbers. So who are you picking? So I'm picking Estero. Gotcha. And Mr. Alex Martin, what up? Yeah, just thinking uh, Estero can get back even here and get back to 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Obviously that heartbreaking loss to Golden Gate, you know, kind of put a damper, brief damper on things until they, you know, really rebounded and put up 42 points against DeSoto County. Matt Wilson and Jason DeCona are going to be the X factors. Uh, I'm going to take a stero. I should say, I always joke about people calling me a Naples homer, which I can't be because I'm not from Naples. I did not attend Naples High School. Alex Martin is from Estero and went to Estero High School. So he is the ultimate homer when picking the Wildcats. But <laughs> so did Dustin and I, so we can't say too much. Palmetto Ridge up at Northport. Palmetto Ridge, a little frazzled last week without their head coach, coming off a uh, you know a disappointing loss that they actually should have won, that the officials even admitted they messed up the call. I don't think Chris Hogan is going to be there, but as of recording, we do not know. Someone tell me about Northport. Can anyone tell me anything about Northport? Nothing you need to know. Palme- I didn't, Pal- I didn't Palmetto, think so. Palmetto Ridge is going to win this one. That's, that's what I thought. Jaden Booker's going to go nuts. He had 27 carries last week. He might have 37 this week, although they probably won't need him to. I'm taking Palmetto Ridge as well. And for you, Mr. Dustin? I am also taking Palmetto Ridge. I, I'm going to continue backing the Bears until until I, they really disappoint me. 
a team that beat Palmetto Ridge last week, Laley at East Lee County. Laley's defense looked very good, as I said earlier, against Palmetto Ridge. They are playing an offense that is not quite as good. I say it every week. We are all higher on East Lee County than we have been now that they have coach P.J. Gibbs. However, it does take some time. They're not there yet. I think Laley's defense really going to shut these folks down. What do you say, Birdman? Yeah, I'm going to back Laley in this one, and I'm pretty confident in that. And for you, Alex? Yeah, overall, Laley, um, P.J. Gibbs is uh, just, you know, they faced off last year. It was a 16 nothing game that I happened to be at when he was the former defensive coordinator at Palmetto Ridge. Um, obviously, Palmetto Ridge's defense is much more talented back then. It's not the case with Eastley here. Laley should be able to win this one in a running clock. So I'm going to throw you guys for a loop. I gave you the order of the games we're going to pick them. I am going to change it because I think we're going to be the same on these next few games. I'm going to get to the more competitive games towards the end of the podcast. Golden Gate at Naples. I say it all the time. Golden Gate has never beaten Naples. They're 0-17 or whatever it is since Golden Gate opened in 4 Naples coming off a bye week. Golden Gate coming off a disappointing shutout loss. Naples wins this one, I would say. Does anyone want to disagree with me? No disagreement here. No. Next. Next. Cape Coral at Fort Myers. We talked about it earlier. We think it can be closer. May not necessarily be a running clock, but I have the feeling we are all leaning towards the green wave, especially at home. Alex, any disagreement there? No, just uh, excited to see Carson Esposito, though, the uh, area's passing leader with 600-something yards. I don't want to give a firm number there because then I might be wrong. But overall, um, nice to see you know, Fort Myers have a passing game. This is a good chance for them to finally, finally, finally get that run game going. Um, they still struggled last week, um, hoping that they can – obviously, Sam Sirianni's hoping they can get it together. Uh, so the Greenies here. Gotcha. First Baptist at Cardinal Mooney. This is going to be a tough one. We all like First Baptist here. Cardinal Mooney, again, is a strong program came coming off a down year last year. They are 3-0. and It is on the road, even though First Baptist is resting – Dustin, I know you're not the Collier County guy, but how do you feel about First Baptist? I'm not sure what uh, a win in Andover, Massachusetts means. Um, that also means that they have to turn around and you know deal with all the travel. I think I'm going to go with Cardinal Mooney on this one. Alex? Yeah, first uh, coin flip of the day. The one thing that you know makes me lean towards First Baptist is you know only seven points allowed in two games, but yet again, the competition hasn't really been there. Um, meanwhile, Cardinal Mooney playing three games, three and 38 points surrendered, you know, some more, some better teams, Booker, a big win over Lakewood ranch and Northport. Uh, I'm also going to take Mooney. Yeah. I think that's the deciding factors when you talk about that. I mean, those are again, two big public schools on Lakewood ranch and uh, Sarasota Booker that Cardinal Mooney has defeated already the season. So I will take them as well. Cypress Lake at Island Coast. Island Coast, a team we saw lose 47 to nothing last week to Baron Collier. They were coming off a COVID pause, and I talked to Coach Elgin Hicks before that game, and he had said it, it, it's tough. The guys that had the, uh, the virus, like you can tell, they're dragging. Like it really wears you down. Even when you're testing negative and you're over, like it has lasting effects. I think we saw that. I, I don't know if they're over that or not, but um, who's to say? Alex Cypress Lake at Island Coast. What are you thinking here? Potential trap game for either side, really. I think it can go either way. Cypress Lake has actually been able to put up points. Uh, Meanwhile, Island Coast has only put up seven and surrendered 82 on defense. We don't know Kelton Henderson's availability in this one. Low-scoring affair, I think. Uh, But the better team, the better playmakers, 
Uh, it's Island Coast for me, but I probably the one pick this week I feel least confident in. All right, I like it. Dustin, how about you? I'm also going to go with the Gators. We're kind of seeing this where teams coming out of a shutdown that first week are just don't look like themselves. We kind of saw it with Riverdale, and then Riverdale got the big win over North the next week. So I like Island Coast in this one. I'm happy to hear you guys say that because I wanted to pick Cypress Lake all along. I thought I would have to change it because I thought you guys might lean that way. Just I, I don't like what I saw from Island Coast last week, and Cypress Lake has been playing. They're catching a little bit of a rhythm. I'm taking the Purple Panthers. Ida Baker at North Fort Myers. I got to think that North Fort Myers is favored being at home and coming off a big win, but Baker has been playing strong the past couple weeks. Alex, who you got? Another thing for Baker, you know, they're playing against one of their – ex-former teammates Bo Somerset you know you know the Bulldogs will be fired up to play against him he was a big role in their on their team last year took him to a playoff berth um, as did everybody actually Uh, but overall uh, I think it might be Bo Somerset's revenge game he's capable of replicating his performance against Mariner Uh, I'm going to take the Red Knights here but it might be closer than what you think How about you, Dustin? I think this is going to be a really competitive game. I think Baker is going to be very, very motivated to win this and knock off North. You're picking the Bulldogs. But, but, however, I just slightly give the edge to North just because it's a home game. But I I think Baker is really going to give it to him. Yeah, I also am going to pick North Fort Myers. So we've only differed on one game so far, but these next three are very close. You could call them coin toss games, maybe. Port Charlotte at Bishop Verreau. We broke it down plenty in the first two segments. Dustin, who are you picking? I am going to go with Port Charlotte on this one. I think I can't fully put all my uh, my weight behind Bishop Verreau just because of the questions about Chris Gray's availability. And for you, Alex? Port Charlotte uh, has actually you know competed in games this season. That's one thing that kind of makes me lean towards them. Bishop Rogan blown out two weeks in a row. You know, confidence is probably going to be down. I just think Port Charlotte probably can have the edge. And, you know, there's two teams that have come into Viking Stadium and came away with wins. So I, I don't know if home field advantage, you know, really plays in a factor here. Wait, is this Bishop Rowe's fourth straight home game to Correct. open the season? Correct. That's bananas. That's crazy. And they could drop to one and three in those games. Interesting. I also am taking... Port Charlotte, for all the reasons these very smart gentlemen gave. Next one, man, it's going to be a slugfest. Charlotte at Dunbar. Does Dunbar have the talent to break loose and, and get enough points to win, Alex? Oh, yeah. Yes, they do. I think if this game does get into a shootout like you hope it is, I think Dunbar is a clear favorite. I also think that this is a defensive game. Dunbar is a clear favorite. Charlotte is good, but they're just, they just don't have the depth. They don't have the speed of this Dunbar team on both sides. Uh, the Tigers here at home. I think Dunbar gets it done. I'm also taking Dunbar. I think just Charlotte is not uh, as great as they have been before. They're still a, a good team. I think it's going to be close. And Dustin, what are you going to pick? This is going to be a test for the Tigers. Uh, if you look at the stats for Charlotte, their defensive stats really stand out. They have so many different players with tackles for loss, with sacks. However, I think, like you guys said, the depth of Dunbar is going to win out. Man, all right. So let's see if our game of the week, if we can pick differently on this one, South Fort Myers at Baron Collier, a game I told you I hope is going to be a 100-point shootout. But what do you think, Alex? I mean, is it going to be high scoring? Is it going to be low scoring? Who's going to win? Can I, like, defer to, like, in the prices right in the showcase round? Can I defer over to Dustin on this one? Sure. You're, you're the uh, senior guy here. Yeah. Dustin, you have <laughs> oh, to go first oh, now. Oh, the new guy. Low man on the totem pole. <laughs> so... 
This is really tough. I think we do have questions about the South Fort Myers defense and Baron Collier. They're, they're putting up a lot of points. Another player I wanted to shout out is the area sack leader. Alex, what is his name? Bo Jackson. Yes, uh, for Baron Collier. And, you know, just that name alone is going to make me pick Baron Collier this week. Okay. Okay. How about you, Alex? That's interesting. Uh, man, it's just two different styles of football. Yeah. It really is. I'm, this is one of the more intriguing games. Fisher, I'm jealous you actually get this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be one of the more highly anticipated games. Um, two talented quarterbacks, two talented running backs. Skill position, pretty much the same. Flip a coin here, one score game either way. But I think, I think, I think I'm going to go with Baron Collier here. Ah, just because home field advantage, the depth – uh, the lack of depth on South Fort Myers' side is, um, you know, worth noting in the secondary. But I'll, I'll make a hot take right here. Don't be surprised if this game's upward in the, the 90s or the 100s. I sure hope so, man. Those are always fun. Those make for good video highlights. And as you know, we have the best video highlights at NaplesNews.com and News-Press.com. And unfortunately, I'm also taking Baron Collier. Um, you know, call it the Collier bias. I just know more about the Cougars, and I've seen them more. And I, I do think it will be high scoring, and in a shootout, I would pick uh, Dylan McNamara, that quarterback there. So One heck of a pick segment, guys. I was going to say, man, I, I apologize. <laughs> I added an extra game, and we still had just one game different. That would be Cypress Lake at Island Coast. I picked Cypress Lake. All the other gentlemen picked Island Coast. Too bad. Um, so before we get out of here, Dustin, tell me what's what's going on with you. What can we expect from you? What, what fine stories can we see at news-press.com from Dustin B. Levy? Yeah, some exciting stuff coming up. There's a local woman, a Fort Myers graduate actually, who did something pretty, pretty freaking amazing. And you're going to find out a little bit more about that soon enough. And Alex, what are you working on? Staying on the volleyball beat. Yeah, I would have covered a game Tuesday night if you're hearing this on Friday. But overall, just prepping for football. Might might make an appearance out at Charlotte Dunbar Thursday as a fan, analyzing for future weeks but all in all just excited that you know high school football's back college football's back go ducks by the way and that the nfl's finally back i can finally just sit for seven hours on my couch on sunday and you know watch my fantasy football team partake in some fun stuff absolutely absolutely and as for high school we have it covered no completely check out the rankings we have the uh, stats we have this week, I'm working on a story about the Duclonus brothers. Hopefully, by the time you hear this, we'll have an update on the Chris Tokenin situation at Pal- Palmetto Ridge. So please keep listening, subscribe to the newspapers, help us out, and we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Remember, the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast will be available for download every Wednesday at noon to get you ready for upcoming games.